Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss. Yay! <laughs> We're going to discuss the principle of growth mindset episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with some random person who's cheering in the background. <sighs> Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan. Ah. <laughs> awesome. I will pay you later for that. All I'm these done. times you've cheered for me, I've yet to do it. Now I will. Oh, thanks. Try man. to make up, make up for hey. all the times you should have gotten an applause. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it, that's Pastor Joel, everyone. Hello. You know him. You love him. He's, he's, here, to, he's here to teach us some more stuff. He's here to teach leaders how to help other people who've been hurt. So, yes. What do you think of the episode, Pastor Joel? We just completed the four principles. I feel great. I'm glad we got all four of them in here and so early in the season. I mean, as much as I want to continue and we will, we just really had a nice five episode arc there from starting with truth and going through these principles of truth. That could have been an entire season by itself, really. The truth season within the God's will season. So I feel great. I feel great about it. And I like even the order in which we did them. I think it fit really perfect with the progression, getting to growth mindset, which really can be measured by how we handle the other three principles. Yeah, amazing. Why did you have so much to say? about growth mindset seems like with these with these four principles there's so much to say yeah especially the the last two yeah towards the end of when we start talking about these principles why do you feel like it's necessary to provide that understanding about you know especially contrastive thinking and growth mindset yeah because we i mean i i've i've done a lot more commentary even with causality and non-contradiction, but especially with contrastive thinking and growth mindset. Yes. Yes. More commentary after the ultimate answer than what we're yeah. used to. Yeah. One, two reasons. One, we've been embracing and using these principles for years and we have a lot of experience with naysayers mm. using these four principles on us, but not on themselves trying to prove that these four principles is humanist and leading to self-righteousness and heresy and all this. With all that experience comes a lot of conversations where we've seen these naysayers go down all these different paths. So a lot of times when we're, when we're expounding on something to that extent, it's as it's, it's really in an effort to help the people we're teaching benefit from all the experience we have and, and really being able to close all these doors before they even open. So a lot of people have a lot of questions about these things. We have a lot of experience answering those questions. So now when we teach this stuff, we tend to teach not only the basics about each of these principles, but we are also teaching the things that we tend to know are going to be based on questions that are often asked in these areas. 
Second, the contrastive thinking and growth mindset principles in particular need more explanation because they are the opposite of the way we naturally think. Ah, okay. So to the point where Pastor Jonathan, even trying to explain these principles to other people, people oftentimes will hear us teach. Oh, contrastive thinking is the opposite perspective. Oh, growth is increased progress. And then they apply it wrong Hmm. because it's not the way we naturally think as humans. So what we're really doing is we're trying to hammer down. That's why in the, in the contrastive thinking episodes, you and I combined, I can't even count how many times we said it's being contrastive on yourself. Yep. On yourself. Cause on it yourself. is not enough for me to just say contrastive thinking is the ability to consider the opposite perspective. If I say that everyone's just going to do it to everybody else and not on themselves. If I just define growth as increased progress, people are just going to rationalize that if they get bigger and better in whatever area of their life that they're on, that they're growing. Mm. That's why we even call it growth mindset to help people know it's not about just doing more or having more. Oh, I love that. It's a mentality. Nice. And really it's proven out by how do we handle when we find out we're on the wrong path? Hmm. Pastor Tater nailed it. We don't just get on the right path. We have to backtrack first, which is repentance. Turning around, going the other way. Uh, I mean, I love the word. I love what you just said about the growth mindset, because we're talking about the mind, right? You know, the mind of Christ. Yeah. And that, that, the way that your mind is positioned is the growth mindset is literally saying you're growing as an eternal intangible being, right? Because God has knit us together in our mother's wombs. He is, you know, he's formed us. He's given us this spiritual mind, you know, mind, soul, we, we call it, and that that should be our focus in terms of how we grow. We should be growing on, and I love that, growing on something long-term. So when we're talking long-term, and one of the ways to spot what is long-term and what is short-term is, is that thing that you're trying to grow in, is that in the New Jerusalem? Right, right. Or, yep, that's great. Explain how that works. Explain how that works to me, how your bank account, your tangible bank account applies in the new Jerusalem or in heaven, you know? Yeah. You can't take it with you. Right. So that, that's great. That's a great question. Another, another way we like to help people with this is, does it have a finish line? Right. So, and, and really the things we're growing in that are eternal won't have a finish line. I'm never going to grow enough into the person God created me to be to where I can stop doing that 
or the or to where I should stop doing that even. Yeah. And that's really if you go back to the the end of season two, when we're talking a lot about salvation and the measures for salvation and once saved, always saved episode. And then the, especially the beginning of season three, when we started the, what do we do after salvation? We're talking about sanctification and all that. We talked a lot about growth. And what we talked about though, and I remember you asking me these questions of like, how do we really know we're being sanctified? Yeah. <laughs> and it really, what it came down to is a growth mindset. Uh. And what that growth mindset was specifically attributed to was, am I becoming more the person God created me to be? Yeah. In other words, am I growing in this intangible spiritual being that would be worthy of an investment into for eternity? There's no finish line. I'll definitely have my soul in the new Jerusalem. It'll be the primary thing that I take there. So yeah, I like that. What will be with us in the new Jerusalem? And if you need to kind of get some ideas, you ask like, what are you, what are you working on right now? Growth mindset. What is it? Is it finish line or not? Yeah. Is it related? Is this unique to who you are or not? Right. Because these abilities that we should, the things that we ought to be doing ought to be facilitating who God has made us to be. Right. And then that impacts what we have. And, I, and I'm not even saying you shouldn't do things that have a finish line. I'm saying you should recognize those things that do have finish lines and that don't. And the things that have finish lines aren't eternal. Mm. And that's fine. They're, I mean, because I am doing things to earn money. But where's my focus? And also remember what we're talking about here is determining truth. My bank account is not truth. Yeah. And we're talking about a mindset based in a principle, a mindset that would be profitable to have in any context. These are people that can be uncomfortable to be around because mm -hmm. growth causes tension. <laughs> <laughs> but these are people that are always a benefit to be around. It's yeah. one of the, one of the greatest ways that we can grow is when we're around other people who are growing as well. So what do you see motivates people to grow? You, you said that growth is the growth is the uh, growth mindset is the motivation for doing the other principles or doing yeah. the four principles together so but i don't see a lot of people changing i don't see a lot of people growing you know what why why is that and and what do you think is it that's going to take that takes people to grow it's so rare yeah um well there's really two reasons for why people grow or change and it comes down to whether or not I'm going to achieve a gain or I'm going to, or I'm experiencing a fear of loss. <clears throat> I can even break that down. I think we may have talked about this with the, the misconception of salvation and eternal life. Hmm. If I become saved 
So here, here's the scenario. I become saved. That's a big change, a big growth in somebody's life, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why did that person get saved? For one of two reasons. They're either afraid of hell or they wanted to gain eternal life in heaven. So very few people actually change for achieve gain. For just purely out of what they can get sometime in the long term, Mm. some rational Mm self-interest. These people are excellent. These people are growth mindset focused and growth is uncomfortable and our flesh wants to be comfortable. So these people are pushing through killing their flesh because they know if they do that now, someday in the future, they'll have a benefit. Fear of loss is the thing that really everybody change. Everybody will change with fear of loss. Few people will with achieve gain. The fear mm-hmm. of loss is people receiving Christ because they don't want to go to hell. Now, the problem with that is this is a short-term growth mindset. It's, it's maybe not even a growth mindset at all. It's just growth because it, it will fizzle out over time. It won't be a long-term mentality because... And the the thing we talked about in a previous episode with salvation is, and sanctification especially, what's going to instruct me to get sanctified if my only reason for getting saved was to avoid hell? Mm -hmm. Now what's what's instructing me to grow now when the thing I feared is no longer there? Right. Because your motivation's gone, right? My motivation's gone. So now the only thing I can do is either find something else to be afraid of. I don't want to lose my salvation, mm. which that sucks. Because mm-hmm. then I'm still just doing the minimum to not lose something. Or I need to find a, a higher purpose that would be an achieved gain mentality, like recognizing my source of healthy happiness and joy for eternity is continuing to live out and grow in this person. God created me to be, even though that kills my flesh, but God always approaches people first with an achieve gain mentality with the principle. We talk about Jesus giving a reason and a value behind the things he told people to do. This is him giving you an achieve gain mentality. If you do this, you will benefit long-term. Here's why. Mm. When people choose not to respond to that, God then moves to fear of loss, which would be like, if you don't do this, I'm going to put you into captivity. Or if you do this continually, if you do this wrong thing more, I will punish you in some way now either way again you're going to be uncomfortable but you get to choose whether it is to achieve gain or to prevent loss so really what we want to do is find even if it again fear of loss is fine if you're going to grow down the right path because of fear of loss great i want to quit drinking so much so i don't lose my family I'm not going to tell that person, well, you know, maybe you should pick an achieve gain mentality. No, do it. Do what you need to do to get your life on the right path. What I am saying, if you want it to be generative or more than sustainable, but 
if you want it to be something that will give you more energy over time and not sap you of your energy, you ought to find a way to turn whatever it is you're growing in into a principle or into an achieved gain, something that will benefit you long-term because nice. eventually the fear of loss will fizzle out. It'll exhaust you. That's really cool. Can you give us an overview of the limitation side and the freedom side? Yeah, the limitation is just putting growth onto others or it's simply growing in these wrong areas, short-term and tangible. The bank account and, you know, taking steroids. Yeah. Where the freedom side is going to be just pursuing comfort, even to the point where I can rationalize I'm growing in comfort, but it's really a pursuit of just avoiding tension. You know, all of the, the loose or the freedom side in some way, I think the growth mindset principle hits to the, the core of the freedom side more than any of them, because we talk about how the freedom side of this conjunctive is a group of people who are trying to avoid tension. And really that's what pursuing comfort is. It's just, so this principle of growth mindset really gets to the heart of things as it relates to people's mindsets on either side. Mm. So it's like, what's the loose side of what's the, what's the, the limitation side of the growth mindset is somebody who's, you know, putting this on other people. Right. And what is the freedom side is people avoiding it. I don't want to grow. I want to be comfortable now. Yeah. It's like where the pain is, right? It's Ooh, the, nice. the, the limitation puts the pain onto other people. They both don't, no one wants pain. No, no. But the, the limitation side is like, it's our job to put that pain on you. And this freedom side is going, nope, no one has any pain. Let's avoid it altogether. Let's yeah. avoid it. Avoid that discomfort. Yeah. So how do I know if I if the comfort if the pain that I'm experiencing as is a result of growth versus the discomfort or pain that I'm experiencing is my fault from being a loser. How do I know that? Yeah. That's where you, you'd embrace causality, right? Like, why are you experiencing this pain? Is it because of a, is it because of a decision you made? And if that's the case, you turn around, you go back to that decision and you go down the right path. Or is it an effect of somebody else putting that pain on you? And if that's the case, go back and listen to our other episodes about confrontation or forgiveness. Nice. But either way, either way, how you handle that pain, if you have a growth mindset, it can facilitate your growth even further. Whether you've caused the suffering or somebody else caused it, your response to it can lead to more growth. Let's play a game that we like to call connect the doctrine. How is the growth mindset 
and God's will connected. Yeah, God's will, what we're talking about, and we'll get to an episode where we explicitly state what God's will is and and we'll we'll flush that out too. But you know, we could just at this point simply say, you know, God's will is something that is going to last for eternity. Well, that's where the growth mindset comes in is people who experience that that will of God's, the ultimate will, are going to be people who have pursued a growth mindset to some extent as it relates to salvation and eternal life. So, and as it relates to truth, we, we already said at the end of the What the Flock episode, it's like truth, truth grows. Something that doesn't grow is going to die. Truth never dies. Truth is eternal. And therefore, growth mindset is pivotal in finding truth. Because if it's not something that is growing or will continue to grow for eternity, it's not truth. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So I was thinking about this concept of achieve gain versus fear of loss. When do you find yourself using the achieve gain strategy with people versus the fear of loss strategy? Is there one of those that you're using the most or do you, do you, do you tend to use both together? Do you tend to use fear of loss? Where, where, where are you at with that? Yeah, I think, I mean, it really depends on the, the person, but I, I like to think I usually present both. I think God does this a lot too. Yeah. Would you want, would you, would that be kind of advice that you would give to our listeners of the music of life church podcast is to kind of present both to people? Yeah. Where I feel like what I'm, what I'm doing is kind of like, I, I always want to lead sharing a reason and a value like Jesus did, right? Yeah. Here, here's what you can gain from this and why you should do it. That would benefit you. But I also like to accompany that with, and here are some consequences if you don't. And a lot of times what that does is it will reach anybody then. If anybody wants to do it, uh, if, if we all grow either by fear of loss or achieve gain, presenting both like that, you're more likely to reach that person wherever they are on the spectrum. Mm. You know, Because there's going to be even people who pursue growth at the achieve gain more often than fear of loss are still going to have areas in their life where they need to be reached at the fear of loss. It's more like experiential, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what I, I would do. Like my advice on how you can help other people is give them both. Here, do this thing and it'll be a great benefit. Grow in this area and it'll be a great benefit. And if you don't, don't complain. <laughs> you know, it's a, here's the detriment. I mean, I, nice. I use that a lot. I use that a lot. I'm 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 often giving people a, a positive thing and then following it up with, and if you don't do this in the way God would want you to, then I don't want to hear you complain about your life turning to crap in this area down the road. Oh, that's really good. I like that. I like and what you're, what's the fear of loss. <laughs> there is the fear of losing the ability to complain that reaches everybody that really everyone does. wants to complain. Yeah. And I've <laughs> said to people before, I want you to be able to complain. Yeah. I want you to be able to complain when people cut you off when you're driving. So yeah. be a safe driver. Right. 
our ability to <laughs> our ability to grow and become good people and achieve gain people who have a growth mindset and are just and merciful does earn us the ability to to justly complain when things don't go the way we want them to. Yeah. Man. Can we look at the three categories of people from the perspective of self-esteem? Yeah. So low self-esteem people are, they're not wanting to grow. They want to avoid, they want to, well, they may want to grow in certain areas, but they don't grow because of the tension that's involved in it. And they often will rationalize it away then. They'll find ways to try to make themselves feel good that they are growing. But even if they do, it'll be in areas that really it's the, it's their own path. Mid self-esteem people have turned the corner. They've stopped the bad. They maybe even have gone all the way back to where the bad happened. They struggle in finding the answers to continue down the right path from there. Hmm but they do have control of their lives to the point where they recognize how I was living my life was wrong, which how much of even that mentality is like the first half of growth mindset. Right. Right. Where the high self-esteem is the whole package where they recognize those areas where they're wrong. They turn or they turn around on the path and go back to those areas. And then they intentionally start making progress on the right path from there. And really where you see the big differences in mid self-esteem will admit they're wrong. High self-esteem will admit they're wrong and be happy when they find those areas. That's amazing. So a little, a little nugget for our listeners here. It says that doesn't Jesus say every branch that doesn't bear fruit, uh, John 15, one through two, I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. How is that not like every branch in Jesus that bears no fruit, he takes away. Can you explain that verse? Cause that just makes, to me, if I read that at face value, it sounds like Jesus is doing something wrong that his branches aren't bearing fruit. Oh, what's wrong with the branch that's not bearing fruit? Every branch in me that beareth no fruit. So it's like, so Jesus has fruitless branches in him. Yeah. Well, I would say that in, in that branch, it, the branch is fruitless. I mean, Jesus is the, the true vine. So what does that, so what does that mean that there's a branch in Jesus that bears no fruit? Well, it means they're not receiving the nutrients of the truth that Jesus is trying to supply them. So that's where basically, so it's not Jesus's fault. We know that, right? Okay. Yeah. He's the true vine. So let's look at that like a conjunctive. Okay. And the sap that brings the nourishment from the vine into all the branches is truth. The branches that bear no fruit are branches that have hindered the sap from entering into them. Ooh, okay. So that's where our, our volition comes into play, right? Okay. We want to we wanna use doctrine to help us interpret. That's what we're doing when Jesus gives us these parables. 
In order to interpret them the right way, we have to have doctrine. So we're using doctrine to instruct us in what's the right interpretation of this. Well, we know God's right and just. We know Jesus is right and just. We know that we have a free will. So the reason these branches aren't bearing fruit is because they aren't receiving the truth that's coming through the vine. It's the branch's fault, not the vine's fault. Okay, cool. That's why the response is he takes them away. Ah. So in other words, you could even say this. Every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away. Well, and the question's what? How are there branches with no truth? Or how are there branches with no fruit on Jesus's vine? There aren't. Because he takes them away. Mm. That's another way to look at it. Well, no, there aren't. Oh. Now, arguing, let's be contrastive. If there were, it would be because the branch is at fault for not receiving the life-giving truth that the vine is trying to nourish and cherish every branch. All all the branches. And where where the branches? We're the branches. So so everyone, every person. He sows seed on all ground. Right. So we we all have the ability. We all start with the ability of being attached full branches. Right. Yeah. And we all start with that ability yeah. to be fruitful branches that are attached to this. True that are atta- yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's our decisions and it's our choices that limit yeah. that the fruit being produced. Yeah. Where it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. Even the terminology here, every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away. That's like, it's gone. That branch is gone. It's not on the vine. Where the branches that do bear fruit, he purgeth or he cuts back. The branch is still there. It's just shorter because it he cut it back so that it'll grow more next season. That's good. Sweet. Yeah, never looked at. Thank you. This is all like in the moment teaching, breaking that verse down. Not more than verse by verse. This is word by word, man. Yeah, that's dude. Good. Yeah, that's cool. Very, very cool. So finally, can you remind us once more, what is the ultimate answer of the growth mindset? Right. So it's increased progress over the long term. That's the freedom. By being on the right path. That's the limitation. And I love it. I mean, I, I want to just really quickly, I want to talk about these tips for embracing. How would our listeners of the Music of Life Church podcast, how would they help people ask and answer why questions and remove contradictions and when they're wrong, admit it? How would they help other people do that? Well, the first step is to be good examples of that themselves in front of the people they're leading. That's one of the things you are, you're always reminding me of, especially as pastors, is like half of our job is to live our life in front of the sheep. So they have a grid for how they're supposed to grow in salvation and sanctification. Now, the, gr- the leaders who are trying to help their followers with these 
is to do so with a good reason. When I'm asking and answer why questions, it should be to understand the other person. When I'm removing contradictions, it should be done in love. And then when I'm wrong, admitted immediately is like, I mean, that's again, the, the leader doing that. That's one of the things we try to do in front of our people. It's one of the things I try to do in front of my son too, is I see the times I'm wrong. Not that I look to be wrong on purpose to get this benefit. Not that we have to look to be wrong on purpose, (laughs) but the times I'm wrong is almost like a gift when I'm able to in the moment admit I'm wrong right in front of my son or in front of people that I'm leading in the church. There's nary a thing that's more valuable than seeing that out of a leader. So cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.